Welcome to Oh Boy, another Disney podcast. Do you like sarcastic, funny, maladjusted Disney adults? Well, this is the place for you. We know the world needs another Disney podcast like another variant. But we're giving it to you anyway. So when you say oh boy in your head, be sure to say it with an eye roll. Welcome to another episode. Um, we have a super, super special episode today. Uh, we bonus. have a bonus episode. We have the <laughs> Kessler brothers back from their galactic adventure on the Star Cruiser. Um, I'm so excited. Be warned if you don't want any spoilers. Now is the time to Bye. skedaddle because I want all the details. I want all the spoilers and they're going to give yep. us all the goods today. And yep. um, hopefully we learn that you all listen to this and want to book the Star Cruiser. <laughs> yes. So welcome, <laughs> Jeff and Glenn. How are you guys? We are doing great, EJ. Great to be on with you and Jen. Yep, glad to be here. Welcome back to our planet. How was your outer <laughs> space adventure? <laughs> I, I think you nailed it, actually. Yeah, it really is immersive. We feel like we went to another planet and interacted in a totally surreal and wonderful experience. It was hard re-entering. Even, even coming back to Disney, normal magic was uh, a, a bit of a letdown compared to how immersive <laughs> everything is up in outer space. I That's love that. Yeah, that's kind of here. I I find that when people present this concept, like you have to just like be sold that this story is happening. I'm like, how could you not? Like that is probably like letting go of reality is probably the most the easiest part of this for me. (laughs) I would have thought the same thing, Jeff. Wouldn't you say there were people there though that were not all in? Yeah, there was there was definitely a lot of people that were guests there that were not all in, but every single cast member, every like down to the janitors and the cleaning staff, they're all a hundred percent in that they're making sure that if you want to be in, you're you're in. So it, uh, it's it's what you make of it, but uh, it it was outstanding. <laughs> all right, so your journey was last week, right? What was your your date range? We were April tenth through the twelfth. You guys were already on Disney property, right? You stayed in the hotel the night before? Yep. Yeah, yeah we, we uh, Yeah, go for it. Uh we both flew in on the the 10th was a Sunday. We both flew in on Saturday morning and uh it was each of us with our son, our oldest sons. Um uh, we took different flights even though we live near each other, so we kind of had separate itineraries uh at parts, but we did a Disney day on the Saturday. So that we knew we would be there. And then we all stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge um, that Saturday night. So we'd be ready for the Star Cruiser, which was Sunday, uh, to board there. Yeah, we we kind of, I would just say, we kind of treated it like a cruise. You don't want to miss embarkation. You don't want to miss getting on. Uh, (laughs) So that was also, with all the cancellations that have been happening recently and who knows weather wise what could happen we get we wanted to guarantee that we were there in plenty of time no delays because as we'll get into later we like to be first and uh, (laughs) well that's a pro tip by the way yes any cruise or anything special to you always fly in a day early always yeah you never know especially like there could be unidentified space junk in the way you never know (laughs) exactly 
<laughs> no, I definitely remember calling the Galactic Cruiser line and being like, what's the earliest they could like be at the door? Like, I know that they want to be there. They want to open the doors. And so what did they say to you officially, EJ? She said 11 o'clock and after. Interesting. We were told, so we got a courtesy call about a week before <laughs> Our, our departure to ask us, you know, if we knew how the data pad worked, answer any questions. And then I did ask about what time should we go in. And that, uh, that cast member said, do not under any circumstances show up before 1 p.m. It is unsafe and all of this stuff. Not really totally accurate. Uh, definitely <laughs> kind of, you know, spouting the company line if we don't want everybody, all 400 people there uh, ahead of time. Uh, but when we did pull up uh, at the toll booth, we took an Uber over. The toll booth guy said, uh, you have two options. One is you could stand there for the next uh, next so-and-so. Or uh, you can get two taxi vouchers. You can leave your luggage with us here, be unencumbered, take a taxi to Disney Springs, another one back. That'll cover your fare. And come back at uh, 2 p.m., an hour after we've opened, and you'll just walk right in. If you stand there now, you know, you're going to be waiting around for an hour and a half doing a whole lot of nothing. Mm -hmm. And we were we were the fourth people in there, according to toll guy. And we got there at about 1130. OK, all the other people that were there before us, they must have taken them up on that offer because they departed. And so we technically ended up being the people who were front of the line. We decided not to leave. And we hung out. <laughs> we we hung out from eleven thirty until one o'clock, and true to their word, right at one p.m., almost to the dot, they started letting the first people uh, go in. Um, we were kind of tracking it. There was a couple of people that randomly came between eleven thirty and twelve fifteen, but it was about twelve fifteen before what we figured was the first loading group, about fifteen or so people. So. If got you got it. there before 12.15, at least for our particular day's excursion, you were in the first group that got to go in and watch the initial movie and get on the, the pod to take you up there. Uh, after that, it filled in very quickly for the next 45 minutes, and there was probably over 100 people by 1 o'clock. Got it. Well, and I remember, I mean, you guys are, it's still, I mean, this is it probably hasn't even been 50 journeys yet um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still felt like every time I called um I was getting a different story depending yeah. on what cast member I spoke to and um you know it, it all worked out in the end but I still was was uh making phone calls like are, are you sure like <laughs> are, are you sure that this is the right information because this is it they're leaving so um I'm I I like that they're figuring it out at this point, I guess. So you guys yeah. just took the Uber. There was no taxi voucher from the hotel because they kind of made that seem like, oh, they could give you a voucher. They couldn't. You guys just took an Uber. Yeah. I mean, for us, uh, I, I think we kind of shared the same philosophy on, on this particular experience. We wanted to suck up every minute of that experience uh, as much as we could. And I would even say that our our experience, our immersion into the experience didn't start at 1 p.m. when we walked through the doors. It started at 1130 when we yeah. arrived. <laughs> you guys are the best. Wait, wait. But didn't you guys have like set up back, back stories? Like you guys had... you guys bring anything with you to like to play the part or, you know, like like bring we, it to the 
we brought outfits like different clothes that look like glenn is definitely a lot more star wars centric so i'll let him kind of feel this with his full backstory and also go ahead (laughs) i won't i won't bore you with the nitty-gritty details but the long story oh really okay well oh absolutely uh yes awesome we'll sit back and really wants the nitty-gritty he wants to know uh oh my god what did he say hold on he said uh he was most interested how it ties story to star wars movies canon or do they keep it mostly generic like star wars land Outstanding. Um, I would say a combination of both. If we're talking holistically about the whole experience, you will see familiar characters from the movies. Uh, you're, you're going to get spoiler alert. You're going yep, to get <laughs> you're going to get Ray. You're going to get Chewbacca. You're going to get Kylo Ren. Those are your big ones from the actual movie uh, franchises. You'll also get Hondo Anaka making an appearance. Uh, he's the guy uh, over at Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has he has an actual character that you see on video. Uh, that, that was pretty amazing. But then they introduce a whole host of new characters that are specific to the Star Cruiser experience. You're going to get the Captain Teven, who they are pushing out there, letting you see her blue face. And, and she was just incredible. Her eyes, uh, she was wearing contacts. The makeup was impeccable. The hair, the accent, everything. You're going to get new, um, new crew, everything from people who work in engineering to people who run the lightsaber training and are a little more force sensitive. And you're going to get new bad guys. Uh, Stormtroopers obviously will accompany the new Lieutenant, Lieutenant Croy. And he's your big bad uh, for the, uh, for the event. The amazing part is they're all present. Uh, The, the characters are all present on ship. You can interact with them. You could take photos with them. You could do uh, really anything you wanted to with their, uh, with, with, you know, the, the storyline, ask them questions, take them on adventures. Uh, it was, it was truly an immersive and, and incredible experience, but for, Super deep in the woods, uh, Star Wars fans, you're only going to get a handful of movie characters. It's not just going to be a parade of Luke and everyone, you know, kind of coming out. But uh, but for those who are not Star Wars fans, I actually think you're going to be okay as well because there are so many new characters not everyone is coming in saying oh i know who that person is that lenka mock that uh, that wraith uh you know character we know those guys they're all new and you're all meeting them for the first time that's yep. really now and- as far as our as far as our backstory goes if you want to hear about that yes oh my god absolutely so uh, in my normal life here on earth, I am an artist. Uh, I, I paint mostly, but I sculpt as well. And for my backstory, I wanted to stay kind of close to home. So I invented that I was the artist Galen Kenner. And what, what Kenner did uh, on the, uh, you know, on, on Jakku, his, his uh, planet of origin, is he just started sculpting the people of the galaxy, you know, the, as anyone might do today, you know, your, your presidents, uh, your, your bad guys and everything like that. And I did those for friends that ended up growing and growing and growing until finally I was producing for a company we had set up called Kenner. <laughs> and those were all of our toys that kids would play with and adults would start to save. Well, big money in the collector's market led people to, you know, come after me and my family, force us to make, uh, make you know, some of the art and, you know, all that stuff. So we went into hiding and changed our name to Glenn Kessler instead of Galen Kenner. 
And uh, this was my son and my first re-entry back into the world and high society on the Starliner cruise. We couldn't miss the 275th anniversary voyage which is what they're, that's what they're saying. Uh, you know, and, and then, so we needed some bodyguards and that's where Jeff and Andy came in. So they were my bodyguard and my son's bodyguard. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And if you've seen Andy, you know why that's hilarious. Jeff's taller than me, but (laughs) Andy is, Andy is little Glenn Kessler, you know, 60 pounds soaking wet. (laughs) So did you get to actually tell this story to the, to the, to the characters and they were Uh, like, Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we we shared a little bit, Jeff. You want to take it? Yeah, well, so when we first got there at eleven thirty, there were the cast. There was Sarah, who was absolutely amazing, and she had nothing better to do with her time than talk to us because it was eleven thirty. And she you was. You guys were standing there, the only ones. Yeah. Exactly. So she was all in, loved the story, got into it, kind of reeling things back for those casual listeners. You don't need all of that. It didn't really, you could come, come out and tell them, but I, it didn't seem like they really were that interested in hearing all that. Cause they have their own stuff they need to get across to you. So hmm. if you're, if you're just going there, the big thing to come up with is what, what planet are you from? Cause people will maybe ask you what planet you're from. Uh, definitely having a different name or making up a name doesn't work. They actually do want to have your own name. So there's no confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be my recommendation. So, um, just keep your own name and know a home planet that's on star Wars land. And maybe if you want a few little anecdotes, you could go with that, but going all in, like we did with our backstories, I never told anyone my backstory of being a bodyguard for Glenn ever. That's a bummer. Yeah. It, it actually became a burden because it was so, so convoluted, so lengthy yep. with aliases and you know, all this business. But yeah, I, I totally agree with Jeff. Yep. Uh, every, every cast member comes from a home planet. You can share a little, you know, little give and takes if you're from the same planet and you know, that, that would be enough more than enough, I think. Yeah. Okay. But 100%, right. but hundred percent you want the costumes, like get yourself to look star. There were some amazing outfits from, all sorts of people. One woman said she had five or six outfits, changed her hair color three times in the two wow. days. That's so, so funny. And those um, are the type of people that really draw your attention and you end up befriending everybody on the ship because it is so small uh, that it's just, it, it makes for a very, almost a familial uh, kind of feeling by the time the two days are over. Like when you, you go on a cruise, you, yep. know, you end up knowing your like dinner people and it, I like that. Exactly. Just like a cruise, but normally it's like four, five, six days because the cruise is so big because there's only 400 people here and it's so intense. Even in the two days, you do make those friendships with people where there was a lot of kids that hung out together with our kids. So we inevitably were hanging out with their parents and would recognize each other. And then they seat you for dinner next to other people as well. Not at your table, but the next table will always be the next table over too. Yeah, I've already been communicating with some of the people we met on the cruise after the fact, and, and they might be friends for you know for life. Who knows? Galactic um, lifelong friends. I love that. We love that. I would love to tell people years from now our story, how we met. Right? Isn't Galaxy that a cool far, story? Far away. Hey, one more thing on the clothing. I would just say Star Wars um, or uh, Shop Disney sells a bunch of clothes. Buy those if you want. But everybody's wearing those. There's a lot of people yeah. wearing those. 
if you really want to get a conversation starter going, if you want to stand out, make your own costume, get creative. There's tons of Etsy vendors and, mm-hmm. you know, you could just get creative, you know, on Amazon or, or, you know, your local department store, You're find stuff that looks in my language. <laughs> Cause I get annoyed when I have like the same ears as everyone, like, and then I, I like to have something different. So I'd probably show up in like a gown. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> My husband would have like a full array of uh yeah, I already see it. And I, I'd have the wigs, you know, so I could change my hair all the time. <laughs> yeah, that part. <laughs> you, you would fit right in. There was all sorts of gowns, like it was a gala, like a true like black tie gala. There were people wearing suits. Some of the men were wearing galactic suits. So there's That's so cool. <laughs> you can go all in, and it 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 works. And they oh. do have a fashion show, EJ, so you can strut your stuff and that they have would, a photo pass photographer. Right there, right yep. in the center. So walk <laughs> us through like the welcoming process. Like, okay, you've given them their story, you've done your pod, and now you're there. So, so uh, our experience, was, because we were so early at least, was we got water, we got the magic bands presented to us on a tray, and then we did have that great interaction with Sarah. So talking to her for 20 minutes in world in character really set the tone for what was about to happen you've heard the stories but to actually live it and we're chuckling at the beginning because this is funny and then it starts to dawn on you well wait a second we're about to go into this for 48 hours and it's going to be the same uh you know this this could be really fun it could be really annoying you could bail out at any time you wanted but you know starting to get into into the mood into the flow of things uh, w- was really fun. We started using the language. They had prepped us with a couple of terms on your data pad, you know, how to say hello and goodbye and, and we're having a good time. So the kids are getting getting their language down. They're starting to study Arabesh. Mm-hmm. They actually received a um, activity pack, you know, the kids did uh, with, with crayons that they could fill out. And some of that uh, stuff was in there. Some of the Arabesh was in there learning about the names of droids and, and ships and things. So we, we, you know, had a really fun hour and a half to just chill out. But uh, Jeff, do you want to take it as we went in? What happens? Can yeah, I so- just ask Go- a question real quick? How, how old are your children? Uh, 11 and nine. Mine's 11 uh, and, and, and Jeff's is nine. Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I would say that maybe seven is the youngest you would want. Just kind of putting it out there to to take Got on it. the ship. I think it might be <laughs> it might be a little above the heads of anyone younger than that. That, that it would be more of a burden for you to have them there. So if, if okay. younger kids, probably not. That makes um, sense. But as far yeah. as when you get there at one o'clock, they start bringing people in. You thirty. Then there's like this little video that you watch, which is kind of comical in the fact that it's tell it's a warning for like, okay, if there's a real problem as opposed to a star Wars fake problem, <laughs> there will be different sounds. And, and I was laughing and like at least two or three other people were laughing. Cause it's like, oh, I guess you really have to do this because sirens and things could go off in the story. But then you also need to know when sirens <laughs> and things go off for real. What I never you... thought of that. Oh yeah. my goodness. That right? Really good, uh... Fire alarm. And I'd be like, party. Exactly. It's like, oh, what's coming? What's going to happen? And it's like flames. And you're like, oh, what are they? This, these flames are so realistic. And they just. <laughs> and I have no eyebrows. Exactly. <laughs> Once you do that video, then they take you into the pod, which shoots you up into outer space to dock into the uh, Star Cruiser. Um, you know, pulling the veil down. It's basically a large elevator. 
but they they get um, uh, movies up in the and I think people have said Space 220 has something similar. I haven't been there. Okay. But basically, as it's moving, you're watching out these little windows and you see yourself leave Earth and go up into outer space and then jump into light speed and then you're, you're docking. Um, and when the doors open on the pod, you are now in the atrium, which is the main kind of hub where a lot of the activities go on. And immediately, a cast member comes over to you says hello sort of like when you walk in a cruise they're they're all lined up there but one of them comes over to you and takes you to your room and basically shows you where your room is how the room works and kind of just gives you a quick once over of how everything works on the ship great in, and then in, yeah including introducing us to our in-room droid yes Ooh. which is a uh, it's a terminal you don't actually have a physical droid in the room but you have a uh, a <laughs> monitor a small monitor where you can see the droid and the real-time speech recognition and conversation the speed of conversation is astounding we were throwing some curveballs her way and she was still able to respond and understand what we had said and in normal speech uh speed get right back to us very very charming see when i was watching the videos i was wondering that i was wondering if that was if the conversation was possible did you get video of that you have to send me that I i have a few you do yeah glenn, glenn was uh glenn was uh a bit flirting a bit with the droid to the point where both my son and his own son are like dad would you stop Ew, your... dad <laughs> he's like thanks a lot sweetie i appreciate the help and stuff like that and they're like dad and glenn was just hamming it up because it's just us in the room but it was it was one of the things that i'll remember from this trip was how the how much the kids thought it was hilariously awkward that glenn was flirting with the droid over I the was phone. <laughs> I was channeling my inner Lando from solo movie. (laughs) See, I love that. See, Lando is my favorite. So I need all these videos so I can enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah, we got to share this stuff. So the room, was it spacious? Was it tight? Was it like, you know, I'm sure you weren't even in there that much. But, you know, sleeping, bathroom, the whole thing. Was it comfortable? It's it's tight for four. Um, Basically, if you've ever been on a Disney cruise... The mm-hmm. the room, the like living quarters is in essence about the same size okay. as that. The bathroom, however, is considerably larger than a cruise. You've got a pretty good size bathroom where the uh, the toilet is in its own little room. The shower is really long and has a rain head plus a handheld, uh, and it's got plenty of room in there. And then you have the sink sort of out by itself. So. Um, plenty of room in the bathroom. The sleeping area is a little bit tighter because uh, really all you're doing is sleeping there. Um, but it had our room had a queen bed, the two little bunk beds embedded in the wall. Plus, there's one of those Murphy bed pull downs, which was a twin. So there was plenty of places uh, to sleep if five people wanted to okay. uh, sleep. So the and the pull down like just the standard not like a child side that was like that was a twin size but that was a twin size and i i laid down in all of them quite frankly it to me was more comfortable than the bunk beds in the wall uh they are about six foot one and i'm six foot so i didn't end up sleeping in in there Uh, anyone taller than probably six foot wouldn't even fit there let alone want to sleep in there 
Um, and then they don't actually have blankets in there and sheets. Instead, you have um, basically a sleeping bag that you kind of wrap yourself in. Interesting. I'd imagine it's a nightmare to make those, at, you know, like to make up those beds. That's probably yep. why. And that's probably why they did it. Uh, oh, the yeah. queen bed, which is where I slept, was extremely comfortable. Probably <laughs> one of the most comfortable Disney beds I've slept on. It was like a swan and dolphin level of uh, comfort um, as far hey, as bed, you're beds that go. About- that's what you know that first sleep in outer space man that's that's a good sleep (laughs) yeah oh yeah it's it and it's like a room in a in a uh a cruise ship it's dark if you shut everything off does your so you're you arrive in your room obviously they drop your stuff off in the luggage and does everything start like immediately or are you just kind of exploring the ship on your own until dinner a welcome party or something yeah so we we had that one o'clock to four o'clock window when everybody is asked to come and check in so they don't really start any of the narratives until four o'clock uh the must muster begins at four o'clock that really sets things off uh that's your kind of welcome and start but between one and four not only can you enjoy that wonderful buffet, we're going to talk a lot about food, I'm sure, because the yes. food was really, really, I, I was impressed not only with visually how it looked, and we, we've seen the pictures, but how it tasted. I thought that they were unique and wonderful takes on traditional things. And then there were some more adventurous items that they had, uh, they had you know, created specifically for uh, us. But that was open as just a all-you-can-eat buffet. Go in as many times as you like to the line. Select what you like. Uh, they have those really cool trays you might have seen already, okay. which have the the little pods that you can stick the food items. Food items are either square or rectangular, twice, uh, twice as wide, and you just fill that up. Uh, and then the blue and the green milk on tap, if you like. Uh, you could also take care of shopping, which is what we did. We oh. went and hit the store. <laughs> I didn't know if anything was going to run out, uh, but uh, we we definitely cleared out that store, right, Jeff? Uh, you you put, what did you pick up a pin and a and a shirt or something like that? And then I grabbed the rest of the store. Put Pretty it much, the yeah. But <laughs> I I just wanted to get it, and they have they do take annual pass discounts, and so I was about to pay for my pin, and I was like, "Oh, Glenn, you have an annual pass. Can you come use it?" And he's like, "Oh, we'll just pay together." And then he kept adding more and then adding more and then adding more things. He probably bought what about 25 different things. Did you get there? Oh my He did a live on Facebook. So if you if you look, okay. you you'll be able to find his his stash. It's ridiculous. But yeah, we bought cups. Uh, you know, the goblets are beautiful. Uh, they had what else did they have? Uh, wine stoppers, coasters. Uh, pens and notebooks and pins and uh, we had all our clothes they do sell the clothes there but we were good Mm -hmm. on clothes they do have the headgear which uh, Chagrutin is uh, the the white one like Ahsoka Tano it's got the two Mm -hmm. points up and the three points down it's foam and just kind of like fits on top of your head doesn't move around it doesn't articulate um, we tested that on on the little guy. He did not feel comfortable, I think, wearing that all weekend. And so we put, we booted on that. But the other one is the Twi'lex, which is the two tails that you've seen um, other people wear. And that was like a like a skull cap with just some extra things hanging on it. That that was more doable. We just were believe it or not, intimidated by the price point. It was $100 right. for adults and 80 for kids. That's a lot of money to spend on a one-time only kind of thing. 
I mean, you could go food shopping with that. And I mean, you know, who's going to say something to you? <laughs> we do not want to be talking Disney math about this Star Cruiser experience, do we? Yeah, no, yeah. Disney math. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to think about price when you're there. Them. You're just you're just all in. Yeah, don't even but, think about money. Yep. But I will tell you that that so. annual that annual pass discount is 20% on, yeah. on the ship, which was uh, more than I was thinking it might be. I was thinking maybe 10 or five or something like that, but 20, that 20%. Is pretty, that yeah. is nice. Yeah. Made a yeah. difference. Mm-hmm. So uh, what else could you do, Jeff? I think that was probably about it. Just you, walk you around. Just I mean, exp- explore yeah. just to know kind of, there's only really stuff that it, it's not like a cruise ship where there's a lot of stuff going on. There's really just two levels where all mm-hmm. the action is going, is taking place. So we kind of went into the bar to see what that was about. Uh, we went into the flight deck area in the front uh, to see what that was about. And we ended up going into these places later as a part of the missions. But it was nice to, when the ship was basically empty, uh, go around and see where everything was. Okay. Now now you can tell me all about that first meal. I want to hear all about it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was a lot of the images we've seen. Uh, something that looks like um bubbly i don't know even how you would describe it like a piece of paper with bubbles on it like gigantic brown bubble wrap but is actually a oh, combination yeah. of bread and cheese so mm-hmm. it's it's not bread with cheese in the middle like a grilled cheese sandwich would be somehow they've made the bread and the cheese into the you know the the waffle maker and it's right. cr- it's created the shape and that's served with a little tiny ramekin of tomato soup and you dip it I mean, just such a simple, innocuous thing. And I thought it was so charming the way that they presented it. And then the feature colors are going to be green and purple. You got a lot of uh, blue and red uh, things, just unexpected colors, really high key saturations everywhere to, you know, get your get your senses going and, and you know, make it feel otherworldly. And then the presentation was was charming inside of the uh, the little um, I guess you call them bowls, but they're all square or rectangular. Uh, and the way that they kind of put together like a Tetris game on your tray was so charming. Uh, we even had the kids that first meal eating crawfish. They've never eaten crawfish in the normal world, but because crawfish was in one of these, cause it looks kind of alien. They were snapping those open and, and, and really enjoying it. Nope. I, yeah. All no. bets are off in outer space, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so even though it's like, you know, creative and galactic, but it's, filling and it tastes good because mm-hmm. sometimes i feel like um disney will kind of do something that's like for the gram you know like it's like all right you know this is pretty but does it taste good this is well, where our, our jeff go for it right go for <laughs> so, it, jeff. glenn glenn had the rose colored glasses on and was like everything was the most glorious food ever <laughs> um I was not as optimistic, at least when it came to the buffets. Uh, to me, it tasted like cruise buffet food. Um, some of the temperatures were not quite where they should be. And I think you're, you're, what you were kind of saying there, I feel like on, on a couple of different things, they went more than for, mm-hmm. for the taste. Um, the kids kind of agreed with me when we were done with the, that lunch. Uh, me and the kids were all sort of like, meh. Glenn was blowing and loving everything. Uh, <laughs> he was like, I'm in love and I don't care like, oh, Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that being said, there's at, at all the buffets, there's probably about 15 different things to choose from. And it's all served as Glenn was saying, in these little, like um, imagine food and wine size uh, right. servings, 
all individual. So you're not like scooping into like a bowl where, where everybody's sharing it. They're all on their individual plates. So you can take one or two different things, try them, try some different ones. So we were able to, between the, me and the two kids, find one or two things that we liked and go back to those. But across the board, there were some real losers uh, to go along with some of the winners. Huh. Okay. That's disappointing, to be honest. I, I, w- I was actually a little disappointed. And even our first dinner underwhelmed me as well, which is not buffet, out to you, family style. Um, the, the food is good, but I don't know. I thought maybe I was expecting great. And uh, the dinners were definitely better than the buffets. And the second dinner was by far the best thing. And some of the things there at the second dinner were amazingly good across the board. The kids liked it. I liked it. Glenn liked it. So just was, was all, right, all so good. There were, but- some, there were some hits. And sometimes I can imagine it's hard to want to make something visually and like experience wise impactful um, and then make it taste good. Because that's kind of I struggle with that with some of these new dining things that they're opening i'm just like but this doesn't taste good it looks cute but it's you know maybe if we did three things instead of 12 things <laughs> we could do three things well but as long as there are some hits i think that i i'd be happy well yeah. i would also say the other thing to consider is because they're trying to step so far outside of the box they're probably eschewing some of the normal flavor profiles that we're used to and so as a result you're you're eating something that maybe looks and and you think it's supposed to be a ham and cheese, but it doesn't taste like a ham and cheese. It's got different flavors to it, mm-hmm. uh, or even that uh, that grilled cheese and and tomato soup. So when you're tasting it, if you're going in expecting, oh, this should be grilled cheese and tomato soup, you might be let down. You might you know have a different experience. Your taste buds might you know kind of like when you take a drink of I don't know, let's say milk, but you thought it was soda. It's like Oh, you know, your mouth is, right. is a, a comparison. Right. Yep. So and, I went in, yep. I went in with absolutely no expectations of what the flavors were going to be and just let them hit me. And, and like I say, you know, and, and maybe, maybe it's the glass, you know, being, you know, half full in my eyes. Uh, but you know, the visuals, the smells and the taste all worked for me, you know, as I was going through the experience, I just did not, did not really encounter anything that I thought was, you know, was really outlandishly bad. There were better, you know, things and, and worse things based on my, my palate and my aesthetics. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I did think that everything was, was really good quality. And drink wise, besides the blue and the green milk, um, is there like iced tea to drink? Is there like regular stuff to drink? Yeah, they've got a Coke, uh, a Coke dispenser with all of your normal uh, okay. options. There's tea and coffee pretty much available whenever you need it. And, uh, and then you can order, and in addition, this is an additional cost, alcoholic beverages or a couple of specialty non-alcoholic items. There were just two non-alcoholics, uh, a blue milk fizz and then um, a sparkling watermelon spritzer. And then the drinks were really charming. I thought I had, I had all of the drinks. There were about 12 of them. So I had, I had my work cut out for me. Uh, maybe this is why the food tasted better. <laughs> Everything was wonderful. Yeah. That would be me. I'd be like, cheers. I love this grilled cheese. 
Bubble. Yeah, I, I think I'm a bit of a completionist. I had to eat everything that was served at every meal. I had to drink all of the drinks. I collected almost all of the items at the stores. Uh, and, and it really felt like I wanted to get the most out of it. So uh, the drinks were, were outstanding. My, my favorite one was the first one that I had, the Mark of the Huntress, a bourbon-based drink with um, um, black currant and uh, and um, an almond liqueur, really good. Uh, and then, amazing. oh, it was so good. And the, I mean, they just they garnish it up the wazoo to make it look like it's an alien plant. Or one of the drinks I had, this is the last one I had, the Silver Sea Martini, has edible glitter in it. And if you stir Ooh. it, it <laughs> looks like a galaxy swirling. It was so I, so beautiful. You have video of that. I hope I do. I do. We want. We apparently want the uh, two-hour-long highlight reel. Please. I'll, I'll put it together. I'm gonna put together a nice long movie. It'll be just about as long as the actual Star Cruiser experience when it's done. <laughs> but settle in, and a lot cheaper. I, I want. I want edible glitter. Like I. That's just. I. I feel like I'd be like you. I'd be like. I need to taste everything. I need to drink everything. Because I feel like we I'm deserve here. edible glitter. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And who cares what it that. does to our insides, right? I'll worry about that later. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm sure it's, it's pretty. special going in, special coming out. So. <laughs> I will not take a picture of that. Okay, not yeah, no, that we don't need. Gotcha. So when do they, do they are like, okay, you know, we know you guys are excited, but you got to go to sleep. Like, how does that, how does, how does the, the first day wind down? Well... <laughs> Like, I as, don't know that I'd sleep. I'd be like, no, I'm okay. I'll sit out here in the hallway. <laughs> as soon you know, so they don't really force you to go to bed. They just stop activities at about 10 o'clock. But we started at major activities at four o'clock with the muster, which leads into the first script. Uh, and, and then you're off doing your events and activities, a combination of your data pad, communication with actual cast members who are either role players or the helping staff. Oh, and that's then, right. Because that's when like the story starts and you start meeting the lieutenant and all of that. That happens that night, right? Exactly. At four o'clock, it's on. Okay, <laughs> the story. The story begins and you're introduced to most of the players and the script that's going to unfold. And then it's up to you to start playing the game to your level of enjoyment and, and madness. And some people just kind of wait for in the atrium for events to happen for everyone. Other people go out and pursue the events and activities all throughout the ship. And there are, well, what would you say, Joe? I've been trying to kind of think about it. What would I call it? Part escape room, part mystery, part dinner theater. I mean, it's, it's all of these things you're interacting in rooms that you thought were off limits and are not off limits, but are actually full of games that you have to problem solve through. Oh, that's so oh, that's fun. <laughs> and we, oh. we didn't know what the heck we were doing. So we were asking cast members like, what, what is this? What am I supposed to be doing here? Am I supposed to be doing something? And there's like, if this looked like, you know, um, it was low on batteries and you wanted to get it higher up on battery, what might you do? Here. Like, oh, uh, okay, uh, we, we could try this out. So after we got the hang of it, it was much, I, I thought it was much more enjoyable once we had just a little bit of a primer. But go ahead and talk to people and, and you know, not just the cast members, but talk to some of the other guests who might, you know, because of, you know, maybe maybe they did spoilers or maybe they um, are, are gamers or something like that. Figure these things out a little quicker and and then you can not only do the the game a little bit better but have a friend that you can walk around with uh, right. i know the 
the young ones really did this in earnest. I mean, this was a great experience for the kids. Uh, they, they kind of became their own little posse and ran around the ship. That's amazing. See, so many people were talking the smackety smacks about <laughs> kids going on this. And you know what? I love that. No, so did you said. guys get to lock um, stormtroopers in the closet? Because that's like my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the we were supposed to lock them in the brig. Uh, there's two doors. There's one normal door in front of the brig door. And somebody sprung the normal door. But when we went in, the stormtroopers had, you know, very kindly put themselves into the brig uh, <laughs> on our behalf. <laughs> that, that's what was supposed to have happened. It was so funny. So th things just had a magical way of kind of working out. I but, like that. <laughs> but, but this is a this is a funny one, Jeff. I know you'll get a kick out of this one. Uh, so uh, there are 400 people on the ship, and they have to make sure that anyone who is interested in seeing Chewbacca, let's say, get put in jail and freed, and you know that they have to see this happening for the story to continue. But you don't get all 400 people observing one right. incarnation of that. So poor Chewbacca got put in jail and freed and put in jail and freed <laughs> about six times so that everyone who needed to see it got to see him. It was tough being poor Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Then. <laughs> oh, you Chewie. So, so there's obviously there's a storyline and you kind of are deciding your storyline like that first day like what your start I guess what I'm trying to say is are you starting your storyline that evening that's going to continue the next day it starts with every interaction that you have and every question you answer on your data pad and uh and and all the actions that you do they mean it when they say it they must have a massive flow chart of every answer that you could answer amongst a dozen different communiques with different members of the experience. And depending on how you answer those, you get connected with the good guys, the resistance fighters, the bad guys, the first order, mm -hmm. the Jedi characters, the Sajas. And I think there might've been a mercenary group. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, uh, yeah, th we, this will, this will be fun a little later, but Jeff and Andy started answering some of the bad guy questions in the affirmative, pretending to be double agents. Well, they got drafted into being actual bad guys uh, by the end of it. So <laughs> got to be careful. That flow chart will take you places. But anyway, that first day from four o'clock until 10 o'clock, it's nonstop action. It really is nonstop action. Uh, I know you had a question later in the itinerary. Uh, what do you do with your free time? <laughs> to which my answer is, what free time? What <laughs> it free was time? Right? Yes. I wasn't sure, you know, like ahead of time, like if they give you any free time or where you're being sent to and what these missions are, like how, uh, you know, like if it was a linear experience or an ongoing experience, but you're saying it is an ongoing. Yeah, and it, linear and ongoing. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Now at 10 o'clock, everything shuts down. The characters disappear. Uh, it's just the guests and, and the cast members who run the, run the cruiser. Um, but the narrative has stopped. No new missions are given. At that point, you can go to bed uh, because you're exhausted because we looked at one another. We're like, how can this have just been six hours since the action started? <laughs> it was like three days have happened. Um, and, and that is what Jeff and Andy did. And then AJ and I got undressed, laid in bed, sat around for about 10, 20 minutes and then looked at one another and said, you tired? Nope. You tired? Nope. And we got our clothes back on and jumped right back out of the room. How did I 
know. See, this is why I asked this question because I said there is absolutely no way he went to sleep. <laughs> you know me, EJ. You know I me. I know it because I wouldn't be able to sleep either. I had yeah, no way. I would have the worst FOMO. I feel like no way somebody's doing something without me. <laughs> I know you. You're when you're at the at Disney World, the parks are calling you. Well, when you're on the Star Cruiser, the atrium and really the Sublight Lounge is calling you, EJ. You got to go to it. Yeah, I was just thinking about all the things that are going on. Well, I'm glad we did. Me and AJ rocked out till midnight. I finally made the call and, and put us to bed at midnight. <laughs> but uh, we went to the Sublight Lounge, played a little sabak. He was running the table on, on adults. It was crazy. The kid, I got to watch him. Uh, he's 11, <laughs> 11 going on 21. And then we sat at the bar. We were allowed to, young ones are allowed to sit at the bar with an adult. And uh, we met up with, uh, as Jeff was saying, the, the woman who had the five costume changes and the three hair changes. And they were the third people in line when we were, when we were coming in. And we noticed the, the, it was a couple, we noticed the man was wearing all gold, solid gold shirt, vest, pants, everything. He was all gold and she was dressed up too. And he really caught our attention. Uh, they ended up becoming great friends. We chatted for an hour uh, about what we do in our normal lives, not just our Star Wars lives. And come to find out <laughs> that she was an antique stealer in her backstory. Uh, but that's because she's an antique stealer in New York. <laughs> so we all stayed pretty close to home. Oh, I love that. His friends are the best friends. Yeah. So that was great. Um, went to bed at midnight. And then because I got that FOMO, EJ, I woke up at about 4.30 and got up. <laughs> started walking around the ship you didn't sleep you just ceased to exist for a few hours because your body was like i'm taking over because i yeah. need to give him some sleep uh-huh exactly then you got up at 4 40 uh -huh. as soon as my eyes open up my brain starts running and i'm out of the bed and i was uh walking around and it was beautiful this is the times when i got great photographs uh of of the place i got some really incredible panoramas of every room uh got to you know, just sit around, see how things work. I love to know how things work. So, you know, you know, observe who comes in when and, and, and chat with people. Uh, and it was just, just really great. So they do, uh, the breakfast buffet down, down in the main lounge that starts at 7am, but they also put out coffee, tea, and quick to go breakfast in the sublight lounge. So if you wanted to wake up late or simply didn't want to interact with people, you could just grab one of those and head back to your room or go find a quiet space somewhere and eat by yourself. Uh, and the whole, the whole place is available to you. Everywhere is available to you. Uh, anywhere you'd like to go question before we move into the rest of the day mm -hmm. does your, you know, your panel with your droid friend, does that go like does she wake you up you know like is it or is she, you can turn her off jeff you want to speak to it oh maybe jeff's falling asleep i've talked too much so <laughs> <laughs> he's going it's 10 o'clock he's gone to bed i'll stay up till midnight yeah, yeah fomo <laughs> right. so um yeah the droid the droid is active you get a, a a beep a light that that kind of flashes like you would have on a telephone in a traditional and that lets you know that she has important information, but you could turn her on anytime and she'll go from, you know, I'm very busy. I can't talk. And then she disappears quickly to how are things going? And let's just chat. Uh, we had a, a lot of different experiences with her, but she, she's part of the narrative as well. And you would want to make sure to be looking when you come into your room for that button. If it's, uh, if it's fresh. Got it. Okay. Cause so she is, she will deliver messages to you as needed. Got it. Yeah. 
Okay. Now we can talk about breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll take breakfast uh, so Jeff doesn't spoil it with uh, and nothing tasted good, uh, you know, but <laughs> but breakfast was uh, pastries that were exotic colors. There was an ube muffin, which was purple, of course. There uh, was pistachio crumbles, which are green. Uh, everything had real fun colors. Uh, there was a cold egg. I don't even know what to call it. Like it was kind of vinegary. It was an egg white, um, kind of a mold. And it had, uh, some, some pickled vegetables on top. That was probably my least favorite thing that I ate on the whole Sounds cruise. delicious. <laughs> yeah. You did not describe that very appetizing. Really sorry. It looks cool. It does not taste good, but luckily they had hot, um, hot items as well. So they kind of stacked some hash browns in a disc, with an egg on top of it was in a disc and then they had candied bacon uh, in a, in a spiral in a disc on top of that. So that was really cool in the three, three levels of the presentation, even fruit was presented in another worldly kind of way. They had taken cantaloupe, honeydew, watermelon and dragon fruit and cut it into pieces. And just the way that they presented it with a kind of a raisin, um, uh, a raisin puree kind of little dollops of that. Uh, really elegant. So they they just knew how to take everyday things and plus it up just a little bit. They'd throw some color, some spice, some, you know, something yeah. un unexpected on it. Uh, and, and the home run of that first breakfast for us, and I don't know if this is everyone's first breakfast or if this is the second, but it was a porridge that had, I want to say it was like tofu on top and then sauteed mushrooms on the side. It was so, so savory. It was very, very good. Nice, uh, nice and warm. Uh, I very much enjoyed that. I do know Jeff did not like that. He only liked the <laughs> little crumbled, what looked like um, rabbit droppings that were on top. <laughs> Is Jeff on? Because we're we're slandering him, and I don't even think he's on here. <laughs> <laughs> this is what brothers do, right? <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully. I think we lost him. I'll send him the link again. But you keep going because I. This is funny. I think I'd enjoy the porridge because I think Disney does that hot mushroom breakfast gravy thing very well. You know, they I've seen that across property and it's always very good. Absolutely. Yeah, so that was it for breakfast. That was, uh, you know, maybe they have about six or seven items for breakfast. It's not quite as lavish as the lunch. Uh, service, but that's that's all you need, really. I think for breakfast, and then uh, you can always take things to go if you want. Oh, you but can. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you could. I mean, they're not they're not policing anyone. I mean, you, you we took glasses back to our room. I mean, this is the thing: if you get an alcoholic beverage at, or or a, <clears throat> excuse me, a snack somewhere, you're allowed to walk around the entire hotel with it. The whole place is enclosed. You don't have to kind of leave your things uh, where they are. We would bring glasses back to the room. Uh, housekeeping cleared them out overnight, you know, when they, when they came in, uh, and got it. So uh, it was, it was a wonderful, you know, kind of like a Mardi Gras experience, like, a, you know, kind of <laughs> totally enclosed. Like Next, a cruise. So they, so they do, so there is galactic mouse keeping and they come in and they make the bed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. All right, guys, thanks for listening to part one of the star Wars galactic cruiser trip review. We thank, um, the Kessler brothers that we had to split this into two episodes. So make sure that you listen next week to get the final part of their journey, the big finish. And again, thank you for listening. If you're looking for, uh, for me, I'm always at Jiminy society on all in, uh, on all social media handles. And Jen, 
Uh, I can be found at modern underscore Mouseketeers. So modern Mouseketeers. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.